Welcome to episode two, season two of Level On Up. I'm Sadia. Nice to meet you. In this ep, I'll be having a chat to not one, but two extraordinary ladies who have teamed up for their new single, Make Believe. It's Bex and Lucy Neville. Ready to take things to a new level? This is Level On Up with Sadia. How you going, ladies? We're very excited. We're getting tipsy in the in pot's <laughs> The new, the single has just dropped, but you wrote it back in 2020. We did, yeah. For any listeners that aren't in the music industry, that's actually a pretty fast turnaround. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to, you know, position a song in terms of like when it's going to come out and then, you know, creating this stunning music video with Lucy. You know, it all takes time. It's a full production. How did it all come about? So Bex and I met at an APRA event, which is like a music industry association. Um, and Bex was actually on a panel and she was wearing this amazing red power suit. And I was like, I need to introduce myself to her. Um, and then we became fast friends. And around the time we wrote the song, we'd both been through some big heartbreaks. And Beth was working on this new project and she told me a bit about it and I was so excited for her. And then asked me to write a song with her and as you know, Scad, I don't really release music anymore. It's been a while. I'm just taking on passion projects at the moment and this was a massive passion project. So we had a bottle of wine and <laughs> wrote the song in Beth's bedroom. Uh, yeah, it was, it was. It came very easily to us mm. when we started. I remember Lucy, I, I was struggling with my relationship and we'd, we'd spent a lot of time bonding. I think that she suggested I read Zoe Foster's mm-hmm. um, breakup, uh, breakup Boss. Breakup and, yeah, it just came out of us. And then from there, I cold called Jim Elliott, a producer in the UK, and I was figuring out, like, exactly who I wanted to work with. And I was like, okay, I'm going to reach high and go for, like, the the most impossible person that's going to email me back. And it was Jim Elliott, Kylie Minogue's producer. He's written for Ella Goulding East. And he loved it. So he produced it up for us. We recorded the vocals in my old drummer's studio in Sydney and then sent it over to London, had it mixed, sent it back to Australia, had it mixed again and <laughs> went out into the desert in seven-degree cold and recorded this stunning music video. Bex, how did your music career start off? Oh, well, I was selling handbags out of the back of a station wagon and getting really bored. So I started singing voice memos and then, you know, gradually putting ads on Gumtree, looking for anybody that knew anything about music. I didn't even know how to use GarageBand. I didn't have a laptop. I was recording demos using a fan and kitchen utensils. And then I, I learned the drums. I was a drummer. And then I was the front woman of an all-girl punk rock band. Then I went to Japan and toured Japan, came back to Australia and started writing pop music. You got in just before the pandemic with that tour. I did, yeah. Do you miss touring? That's probably a very silly question, isn't it? It's not a silly question. <laughs> I don't miss the touring aspect because I don't like to be tired all the time, but, God, I miss performing. Performing's life for me. Like, that is my drug. I love it. Now, Lucy, I have asked you this question a few times over the years because you can say luxury or not, but we've known each other for quite a while. For those that are new to the podcast, how did you start out? I had always grown up with music um, in my house. My dad was a massive music fan. Dad actually kind of connected Bex and I a little bit as well. He's He took a very management-style um, role in my career and definitely was one that was like, go and talk to Bex. <laughs> but uh, 
so he played all kinds of music growing up, encouraged lots of instruments, lots of music in the house. And then through school, I played in bands and all that kind of stuff. And then joined a choir, the Australian Girls Choir, and kind of learned how to harmonise and kind of the more theory side of music. And then after school, decided not to go to uni and not to pursue a job yet. I wanted to just really give it a crack. So yeah, I went out independently for about five years. Um, and Tim, yeah, was a massive part of that. My dad, he did a lot of the management side of that. Now, over the airwaves, I think it's been about four years since we've actually caught up. You've done some pretty cool things in the process too, starting your own podcast, which sadly ended, I think, last week, was it? That's true, yes. So I'm a creative producer at Mamma Mia, which which is Australia's number one women's media network. And I did have a podcast on there for about a year called The Undone. As you said, it sadly wrapped last week. But yeah, exciting things are still coming up and I've kind of moved into the content creation space and like an agony aunt kind of space as well. So yeah, it's been it's been exciting. And it's obviously making or sharing a different side of you. You get very personal in some of your articles too. I do. I like to think that the more we're vulnerable about what's actually going on in our lives, the more people feel seen and heard and they say, oh, me too. Um, I found that before I was posting things that I thought looked good, um, I kind of wanted to project like a certain image of myself out into the world. But when I was like, okay, but what do I actually want to consume? Like as a as someone that follows people on, on Instagram or reads the articles and it was that vulnerability. So I kind of tapped into that a little bit and I'm very glad that I did. And Bex, you've been kicking goals. You just scored a publishing deal. I did. Um, announced yesterday or today officially I signed my first global publishing deal with Wise Music joining um, Nari, Josh Pike, Hart, Tom Waits, Paul Kelly. Yeah, so that's my first publishing deal. Um, and that follows uh, being shortlisted for Eurovision, kind of sealed that deal for me really. That is amazing. Um, what do you both have planned for the future, I guess? Well, tomorrow night, I don't know when this comes out, but tomorrow night we are playing a show. Um, so it's so fun to kind of do this project with Bex because it means that, like, I get to do these things that I love again. Um, and so tomorrow night we're playing at George's. Ginger's. Ginger's. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow night we're playing at Ginger's in Sydney. Um, and then in the future, I'm not sure. I don't know what's in it. For me, for music at the moment, I like to think that I will do similar things to this, passion projects, things that I really have the love and devotion to put into like a big project. I'll take those on. But yeah, Bex will definitely have a big one. <laughs> yeah, well, I am, um, you know, I'm a full-time artist. So I'll be writing music and I'll be releasing music. And I'm planning on making it to Eurovision 2023 as my... That, that's kind of my manifesto this year. And aside from that, just um, keep creating, just constantly creating, upskilling. I do want to go overseas in September and go and do some interning at some pop um, offices in Sweden. And now that I've signed with Wise Music, I have access to offices all over the world. So I'm just keen to get out there and see what else is beyond our, our little gorgeous island. So obviously you're expanding your mind as an artist and um, learning new things. What are some of the cool things you have learned in recent years? Well, I've learned how to top line, which has been interesting. I've never, you know, I've never really understood what top lining is. And that is 
creating the melody and hooks for other people. I've learned how to write for other people. I've learned how to become a, a full-time DJ and that supports my live performance. I've brushed up on my dancing skills and, and actively, you know, go to dance classes and perform in dance classes. Um, I, I guess, you know, re-engaging all of those things that I was doing as a 12-year-old in grade seven as the head of the Spice Girls Club. <laughs> and, all those things I'd, I'd left behind for the pure punk anarchy. Mm. So what were you doing prior to music? Well, as I said, I was selling handbags out of the back of a car. Quite a big turnaround in the scheme of things, isn't it? <laughs> it really is a glow up, babe. Not selling any more handbags or at least with your name on it? Yeah, no, 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 no desire to um, return to my old career as a, um, as, be... a, as a PU peddler. <laughs> that would be a good merchandise opportunity, a real full circle moment. Though. It really would. I think that's a great idea for the merch. <laughs> I'll sell it out the back of my car. I'll meet you in the car park then. It sounds great. Does not sound dodgy whatsoever. Not at all. Definitely a step up from my job before that, which was selling used cars. So obviously you you ladies enjoyed uh, a couple of drinks while writing this latest track. Where are some of the strangest places, Bex, you've been inspired by lyrics? I've never been asked that question. (laughs) I get them in the shower or in in my dream. I sometimes used to wake up and write them down onto my phone. Hmm. What do you usually write? I mean, I, I get them when I'm on dates as well. Yeah. I'll get them on dates when somebody will um, hand me out a, a free line and I'll go to the toilet and quickly write it down. But, you know, generally, like, music just comes to me when I'm intentionally sitting down these days. Like, it used to be wherever I go, it just kind of wafts in and wafts out. But as as I elevate to making music my full-time job, it's like my brain has it adapts to those environments like I'm at work now so I'm writing now or I'm on social media watching Lucy Neville <laughs> talk about the latest vibrator and wishing that go and get one. I'm glad somebody else brought that up because in fact Lucy Neville I think you've actually created a lot of interest in that field. Oh I hope so I love to hear it the more people that talk about it the less shame that there is and I think mm. that you know historically as women there's a lot of shame around our bodies and our pleasure and I think the more people talking about it, the better. There's a car horn outside. I love it. I love it. You know, I'm still yet to go and get one, but, like, even, you know, I've confided in Lucy, like, I'm, I've never even, you know, delved into that world. I think my life, I, I mean, I might have less material to write about if I did have one because then I'd have to stop <laughs> seeing so many dirt bags. But, like, you know, oh. I'm doing Music for the art, Lucy. I'm doing it for the art. Whereas Lucy's doing it for our sanity. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that things have changed quick enough or are there still a lot more progress to be made, Lucy? Oh, there's so much more to be done. There is still a massive stigma around it, which is kind of the whole point of these questions in a way because it's still seen as taboo. So, you know, it is, we are coming such a long way. Like now I know that for a lot of young women going through school, you know, I went through school knowing one thing about sex and that it was, wasn't really about me. And then, you know, my hope for this generation is they're going through school knowing that, you know, their pleasure is really important and their safety and their experience is a priority. And I think, look, there is always work to be done, but 
it's exciting to see change happening for sure. And while we're on the subject of pleasure, ladies, when you're not writing music, what are some of the things you like to do in your downtime? What do you do? I think you're always working, mate. I, I am, but <laughs> I, I, I love reality TV. So I'm on that. I'm I'm on that reality TV train. I'm doing that, or I I do live with. Um, I, I'm helping to raise my sister's five year old son, so I'm probably covered in sand or face paint. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum for me. Being Annie Becks would have to be one of the coolest jobs in the world, though. I think so, but God, he's got an attitude sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, what did I do to you? I really have turned him into a diva. <laughs> Created a monster. And Lucy's still gymming it, I see. I am. I do love the gym. I also just like, I'm a very basic girl. I'm happy just having some cocktails with my friends. Like I used to, when I got asked this question a lot, I'd be like, God, think of something interesting that you do in your downtime. And I'm like, I don't do anything interesting in my downtime. I go to the bar with my friends and I have margaritas and then I go home. Yeah. And And it's only a matter of time before we're watching The Bachelorette with Bex on it. So I mean, I'd love to manifest it. If anyone's listening, I'm trying to manifest this for Bex. We need help. National... It's a national disaster, my love life. And help. <laughs> well, thank you so much, ladies, for having a chat. If people want to check out the latest single, what are all the details? Just go to Lucy's Spotify or my Spotify. The song's called Make Believe. Yeah. It's on every streaming platform. Yeah, and it's you, everywhere. You can find me on Instagram at Lucy M. Neville and yours is? Hi underscore I'm underscore Bex. Thanks again, ladies. Thank Thank you. Follow Level On Up podcast on Instagram. What's that smell? Smells good. It's coming from ellierose.com.au.